bids are in. The gavel's dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine auctions, wine retail, and just wine. My name is Jeff McGurn. I am on the WineBid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, the guru of Grand Crew. That's right. He's our wine <laughs> expert, Paul. Thank you for joining us. We'll be going over our wine auction <laughs> recap in this episode, talking about everything that happened. And boy, was there a lot going on this last week at auction. Let's just start off a with... A lot of stuff. Yes. 05 uh, going on, uh, Eshizo, which we had five of in auction. We had five of the 05s. We got 14 bids, taking that from $100 to $200. Yield. Heal issues though. But yes, we did have five rare, rare producer, at least to me. And let me qualify and clarify and qualify. I'm not an expert. So that's why I didn't recognize this producer. And there's a there were three bottle lots. Did you save a little bit if you bought the three bottle lot? Uh, <laughs> you did. Right. You did. They started at 285. <laughs> so you yeah. got you got a little bit off the three bottle lots, but those also got bid up. So it's it's the Costco method. You buy more, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you get a better savings and a per unit price, right? But yeah, the, the yeah, your both lots got a lot of bids, and I can't do math quick enough to see if the three bottle lots ended up being a better deal <laughs> since the uh, the singles ended up selling for two. What did you say? Two ten. Well, let's see. So you yeah have- two ten. They sold for two ten a piece, and then the three packs sold for. Uh, so it's 1301. 1301, for, yeah. For both three packs. So that's 216, right? Interesting. Yeah. But 216 a bottle. So you actually want to save money buying the bottles individually. <laughs> so the, the word of the wise is go buy this wine, right? Put it in three packs and then, and then sell it. And exactly. Group it together and sell and it. You can make $6 more per bottle. <laughs> Right. And there's your investing advice for the day. <laughs> uh, 72 Montrose is kind of interesting because it's just a horrifically difficult vintage. I mean, and it went for about, was it 50? It didn't get, yeah, you know, but it's that, bucks. That's pretty rough. I mean, it was still, yeah, 50. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, $52 for a bottle of Montrose is a phenomenal, <laughs> it's a phenomenal price. Right. I yeah, mean, it's a bad vintage. But, you know, but like if you were, if you were getting eighty two Montrose, I think if you drank that in nineteen seventy five, you would probably still be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's great, I think, for anniversaries and you know, and that kind of thing, birthdays. But yeah, seventy two is my so actually my brother's birth year, so it's not an easy one, not an easy one to shop for. So fifty. What was it? They ended up being like $53, $52 piece. Still not 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 bad. It was a difficult year for everything produced that year, apparently. <laughs> We've got this, uh, let's see, this is kind of interesting. The 09 Peter Lauer, uh, Eiler, Coop, Riesling, Foss. Uh, yeah, I didn't even see those in the auction, actually. I didn't see it either. We had three of those. They were from 25 to about $50 to $50 a bottle after eight bids. So... Definitely some action. We had a lot of people watching those. Well, they got they got a good amount of time on them too. You know, some of the other 
lower wines you've seen have been more like the sparkling wines or more recent releases. So those don't seem too bad. I don't think 50 bucks each is, I mean, a lot of bidding action, but still, I think a, a fair price for, for, for something like that. Yeah. I think, I think the market found its price with that one. We had the 08 uh, Domain Uber, uh, Lamy Saint Auban. Uh, yeah, Jerry Arche Edward. We we talked. We mentioned this actually. We this. That's pretty wild. I mean, that's a big increase because I want to say we sold this wine recently and it didn't. Yeah, we did. We sold this wine fairly recently and it hammered at. Uh, well, I guess it was a little while ago. Seventy dollars in December last year. I want to say, didn't I? Didn't I predict that this would go above a hundred dollars? When we had this conversation, one thing last week where I was like, I think this is going to go above, this is going to break the... I don't think you were talking about the Lummi wines, because there were a couple others as well, but did those get bit up too? I don't know if they did or not. I can't even tell if they're on the same page. We had uh, 17 Jean-Claude Bessois Bone Graves, seven bids, took it from 35 to, to 43. One of them for 43. It looks like the other one for 44. So oh, the Boisse, Boisse Bone Graves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 35 for Bone Graves. That's a great vineyard. Whoever the producer is, that's cheap. So yeah, that's still not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, more of uh, more Lauer. <laughs> yeah. It didn't quite go to the same, same right. level as yeah. the. What was it? The other vintage was 2009. It's probably yeah, 2009 versus 14. Yeah, so 14. Different designation, obviously. This is uh, a fast 15. The other one, I think, was a fast 13. Anyway. The other Montrose went up to 58. That was... that was, I know there was another 72. I didn't see that. <laughs> another 72. Three 72s, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, this 2015 Colgen uh, Cariad. That's a big... Big increase. 275 to 425. Wow. 275 to, yeah, six bids to get to 425 from 275. I mean, when you look at um, the sales history of this, it so it sold. Yeah, 275 earlier this year. Yes, in January. At the end of the last hammer is where the reserve was. So, yeah, and that's, and it was a little bit higher prior to that, but not much. Three. So that's, that's really wild. I wonder if this is following in the trend of bond where it, it's starting to climb back up again, you know, and, and get, cause I think, I mean, I don't know, but the 15 carry on, it was probably close to 400 bucks on release. I mean, that's, this stuff is really expensive. So that's pretty interesting to see who would have guessed, right? Looking at 275 earlier this year, there's no way, especially after it had been coming down progressively. I mean, who, who would have guessed whoever bought it for 275 in January. That's who would have guessed. That's who would have guessed. Just look that up. Not us. No, I'm <laughs> not yeah, us. You know, I was talking about now. Oh, because oh. The, the market's still funny, right? Like people people are still trepidatious and you know, yeah, curious about I, where wine prices are going. And and the if you look at the history, it's dropping from 305. It was consistently, it was like 325, then down to 305, then down to 290, down to 275 earlier this year, not even a year ago. And then boom, I mean, 425. I, and we're, you know, we're in the, I, I think, mean, what, what are people saying about the economy right now, Jeff? You're the, you're the investment, wine investment expert here. So I think so. Yeah. I think I, 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 I'm not a wine investment expert, but <laughs> I think, I, nor am I any type of investment expert at all. 
What I will say though is that you know I, I personally I I've read and heard varying things. Like I think some people really believe we hit a soft landing. That being said, like what's really interesting to me is as we you know because we look at we look at like the stuff that gets a lot of action every week, right? And usually there's a nice mixture between some decently high end stuff and sub one hundred, sub fifty dollar bottles of wine. What I will say is, and this is. This is purely from my observation. I, I don't have any statistics to show this, but if I were to, if I were to, I feel like, you know, looking at auction recaps and, you know, things that have gotten a lot of been seen a lot of movement six right. months ago, nine months ago versus today, right? I feel like there's a lot more stuff at the lower end of the market. So mm-hmm. sub 100, even sub $50 that's getting more action. What I have sort of theorized, and this is just my theory. Is that as you see challenges in the broader economy, that you'll see folks, there's not that they're going to stop buying wine completely, right. but they may change their wine buying habits and go from, you know, two, three, four, five hundred dollar bottles to fifty, seventy-five dollar bottles. This seems to reflect that. I but this is one <laughs> observational <laughs> data point and not like a study. But but there's you know there's a, there's a multiple bidders going after this particular wine. It's it's kind of curious. It's like, well, why is that happening when it's been you know slowly dropping in price up until right? And week? and I think I think you could potentially see that happen if people feel like they don't want to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a bottle for whatever reason, and yeah. instead they're going to come down to two to four five hundred dollars a bottle. And then people who maybe work two, you know, two, three, four, five hundred dollars a bottle might be coming down to seventy, eighty, ninety dollars a bottle. Maybe, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. again, it's hard to say. But but like we had a tremendous amount of wine at all price levels, at all yeah, price true. points in auction last week, right? There was that's a true. lot of heavy. No, there was well, there was a lot of cooling because I I randomly went to look and see what else was here with you know, in Colgan in inventory this week, and there's a lot less than there was last week. So it looks like most of the stuff sold through. Uh, Because we mentioned, I think there was like a mini vertical, I think I mentioned of Tixon Hill last week. And I think a couple of those definitely sold. There's 13, 14 still left. But, you know, a lot of it got sold. There's a just a but my only point was, I think feel like there's a tremendous amount of activity at the lower yeah. end of the market right now. And I, I think you'll probably see increased activity. If, if that's the case, if everyone's taken one step down in terms of what they're going to buy, you'd see increased activity at, at the lower end of the market, increased activity in the middle of the market. I feel like I've certainly seen that in a lot of the bids I've made because I buy a decent amount of wine in the yeah. you know, 30, 40, 50, $200 range. And right. I feel like, I don't know about you, Paul, but I feel like it just feels like I've seen a lot more activity and i've been getting out bid a lot more on those bottles than i've seen if i bid on something that is more expensive right right let's keep rolling so we've got this domain uh armelet at bernard rion von romany la chambs villevin uh six oh, we have four of them six bits are going from 50 to 66 dollars so yeah, you didn't destroy that title actually you're getting better i think at these curious thing about this one <laughs> You can teach an old dog new tricks, Paul. You can. Possible. This is uh, like a, I'm going to, again, I'm not the expert, but I believe Armel and Bernard Rion are related to the more famous Daniel Rion, but I'm not sure. 
I think it's another rare one. It, it reminds you of this Guillaume Chizot and some of these other wines, these Burgundies that were in last week that kind of fly under the radar. But anyway, yeah, not too surprised. That was that was a decent deal. Here's some investing advice for me. Okay, you ready? My investing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear yeah. that. If in 2017 you had bought, let's say, <laughs> 10,000 cases of 2010 Domaine Bellarude uh, Grenier Vin de Savoie Les Alpes. Okay, first of all, we need to run that through our filters so that anyone, the robots that are listening, I give the I give the phonetic pronunciation. Well, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what happened? This is kind of a sad story as to what happened with no. that. Anyway, we don't need to bring that up. But needless to say, Look, needless to- are now much more rare than they used to be, and this is an especially rare, you know, example because it's quite old what is it 13 years old now but if you nearly, had, this would be nearly impossible to replace if you had bought a, if you purchased a hundred thousand cases of this <laughs> wine you would have you would have increased your money by almost 10x yes you're in, right in six yeah. years but this is not this is not investment advice <laughs> <laughs> this is how i give investment i would advice. say you know I'm, go I'm, look for Belloir wines at a you know an old sort of, you know, maybe an old retailer up in the Alps somewhere, like near, you know, Aosta or something, or somewhere in, in you know, up in this, at the mountains, you might find some some deals, but good luck with that, because I don't think there will ever even be 100,000 cases of any of these wines produced from all vintages. So, Giuseppe, Giuseppe Rinaldi, Vino Rosso, Rosai, that, that one was bizarre. I'd never, I did not see this last week either, and it's like, that got bit up quite a bit. I think I mean, it wasn't expensive, but I've never seen the Vino Rosso Rosé. I don't even know what that means. It sounds like it's a, it's a rosé, but... I don't think that is cool. a... I think rosé was rosato in Italian, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But this this sounds like a Latin version of rosé or something. I don't know. I mean, it's a red wine, clearly, or... At least it was inspected as such, but anyway, so that that was a rare a rare one for me. Well, it says it, it is a red wine. It says Vino Rosso, so it, it is a, a red wine. No thanks, thanks for that <laughs> translation. Two thousand five Domaine Guillaume Echazeau, which got six bids, so you run another. Yeah, another example of that wine. I mean, just crazy, right? I Strange mean, because again, like there were other examples elsewhere in the auction that especially in the three bottle sets that cost more, but go figure. But I think so, that's the thing to mention to bidders is to always look for additional lots of the same wine because yes. you might be getting in a bidding war with someone and not realize that there is an identical lot below it. So as long as you filter alphabetically or whatever, you'll be able to see the same wine, uh, I, a different lot. I can't tell you how many times I've been out bid on something only to go look at the lot and see like there's like three more bids after somebody outbid me. So like a ton of action. And then I go look and there's another lot that was at the original price. (laughs) It happens all the time. I feel like I've even been a victim of like bidding on something or like, wait a second, there's another lot. (laughs) Exactly. It's happened to me for sure. Yeah. I've definitely Um, noticed that there was another one. Let's talk. uh, Let's talk about these heavy hitters. Shall we? Okay. Screaming Eagle 2020 three bottle lot Cabernet Sauvignon OWC one bid uh, had it sold at sixty six sixty six ninety five. Yeah, it's interesting. That one's kind of bouncing back and forth. You know, it's been a little bit more 
I don't know where that's going. Frankly, I think it's ultimately going to probably creep back up to where it was. Well, I mean, it for over eight a little while ago. Not too yeah, long. it was eight thousand sixty in, yeah. in March. I mean, that's well, it's a tricky, see, tricky, tricky vintage. So I think you know there might be some some trepidation there, but who knows? Well, I, look, this is this is one of those things where I hate to you know like find seek validation but i think this this also sort of validates the idea that there's some softening at the top end of the market i mean this is serious not with colgan carry out 2015 however but no well but i wouldn't call that the top in the market in terms of price point right i mean it's certainly i'm sure it's a great one they're in a short list of you know seriously expensive mailing list wine that's sure they're not they're not Screaming Eagle, I think Screaming Eagle is in its own category. Screaming Eagle and, and DRC, but but I mean, this is a pretty big shift to go from you know eight thousand dollars for a three three pack OWC to yeah. sixty six hundred dollars. I mean, that is a pretty massive. I mean, what 20 percent reduction? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big that's, change. But again, like point. I said, d- you know, down the road, you wait, you know, four, five, six, seven more years. The 2020 will probably become more collectible because there was less of it. It's kind of like the 17, right? They only made Magnums in 2017 because it was super limited. And I think with the 2020, I can't remember if they if they said there was you know there was less wine produced, and so you had to jump on the offer. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not on the list, so I, I'm not sure. But I suspect that because this was such a crazy, difficult sort of. You know, a lot of people didn't make red wine in Napa in 2020, probably in, in other other counties. And so ultimately, it will probably be worth quite a bit more. So it's it's interesting to see that it's just it's following these kind of well market trends. I don't know if you'd call them volatile or trends because I'm not an economist whatsoever. But it's very interesting to, to see that happen. We and then, have, you know, you've got, you've got other stuff going crazy. you got, you uh, got Harlan. Well, you have yeah, Harlan's you promontory keeps getting pushed up. You know, the Harlan got pushed prices up. keep going up. Like, yeah. That Harlan was in, in January, it was 46, uh, sorry, 45.60 for the 2014 Harlan Estate um, six ball lot OWC. And that's gone up, you know, $120, right? Yeah. So it's not massive movement, but it's not softening. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of wildness happening with some of these. Like Promontory kind of stands out to me more than almost anything else. Cause there's a 2010 three bottle case that hammered. Well, it's funny, it hammered at $2,295 back in March. And last Sunday was just over two two thousand, two thousand fifty-five. But prior to that. It never eclipsed 2000. So I think, you know, those wines are continuing to go up and up and up. We had we had two bids on a 15 um, three liter double mag of Margot. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome bottle. I remember looking at that. Yeah. So 45, that was one of my picks, actually. You know, went from 4340 to 45.40 is, is, is where it ended up hammering. Two bids on um, two bottles of 05 Costa Rica Corton Charlemagne. For you know, those ended up going for four thousand and eighty dollars, right? And they were over five, I think, you know, not too long ago. So that's another example where it's a little softening going on at the super high end. But you know, now then you look at two thousand ten. No, no, they were so they were up to sixty two hundred as early as March of wow, sixty two hundred. Wow. I mean, like again, you're seeing 
That is that's a substantial softening. I mean, yeah, that's just thirty. That's just a few months. That's yeah, that's less than six months. Less than six months. You're yeah. still a little bit more than six six months in like five days. But you, but your point is well oh, taken. But like, you're right. Yeah. There's there, but but even so, like six months, you're seeing a thirty three percent decline in the price of of that coach. Now, will that coach Dorie Corton Charlemagne come back up? You know, I think so. I think it will. Ultimately, it'll be worth quite a bit more because it's it's such a phenomenally rare and exceptional wine you know you look at the price difference between where it was you know years ago and i i think it'll it'll go up continue to increase i would imagine we've got uh the... did you see the 2010 mcdonald that that was pretty impressive no uh, yeah a couple of those in what did that go here because <laughs> okay i guess i'm wrong because i looked up the i looked up the history and it looks like in November, a bottle sold for twenty one thirty, but I think that was an I think that was a serious anomaly because there were people. I think two guys battling it out. I'm pretty sure there were guys. I'm not just generalizing, but then two bottles hammered last weekend at fifteen ten. So I don't know. That's <laughs> that's. I mean, it's still shot way up from where it was before. It was under a thousand bucks last year. Then you know that stuff is still very hot. It's yeah. I mean, look, it's still extremely hot. We had fifteen Petrus sell for thirty two hundred dollars, beautiful condition. The last time we'd seen that was nineteen, and it sold for twenty five hundred and nineteen. So some yep. movement there, but it's hard to say. You know, with those, it's hard to say because they're it. They don't come along every single day, so it's difficult yeah. to say from January to today what was the big price differential, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, without looking at other auction houses. We had a a, a mag of Emmanuel Rougeau, Von Romani, Crow Parento. Uh, we had, we had three of those. <laughs> what? Not Rougeau, Rougeau. There's a different, Rougeau, different name there. Rougeau, uh, sold for $32.90. The 01 Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon sold for $2,980. That was in the, obviously the 750 format. And that's another one. Where you know, I mean, you you saw it, what, yeah, twenty nine eighty in twenty twenty two, twenty nine ninety five in twenty twenty one. So any gains that may have been made, you know, that thing has been flat, right? Yeah. So yeah. for that particular vintage, anyway, a lot of screaming eagle in auction, by the way, uh, two twenty twelve for three thousand and five. Uh, 2013, uh, Manger, Munere, Chiseau, 12 ball lot. Manger, Munere, yeah. Manger, yeah. Munere, uh, 12 ball <laughs> lot, OWC, sold for $2,640, right? And then we had, you know, why don't you walk us through some of the records that were set? Yeah, there's some other, yeah, some pretty astounding things. There's some Jacosa, Filetto Reserva, 96, 705. One of those ticks and hills I mentioned. There was, you know, a bunch of Colgan in last week, and one of the the eighteen ticks and hill hammered at six eighty, which is impressive. Now that I believe is more than the mailing list cost. I don't think they are over six hundred dollars. I think they're somewhere around five. But anyway, that is surprising to me because Colgan has not done that. So it kind of confirms my suspicion that it's following the the bond trend a little bit. Ninety two Maya hammered at six thirty five. Uh, 14 Ligier Bel Air von Romane Schoem at 1065. So, another four figure wine from Ligier Bel Air. An 18 Rumier Chamel Mousigny Village hammered at 425. Let's see. 
Domaine Loire, Volney Santino at 1900. Another Spanish record, it looks like. 2020 Pingus hammered at 725. It's quite impressive. Uh, an old 64 Conterno Barolo hammered at 400. Actually, doesn't seem that bad. 1600 acre Wrath Cabernet hammered, excuse me, Wraith Cabernet hammered at, at 625. And then, yeah, Jerome Prevost continues to go up. The Faxilly Rosé hammered at 455. So, yeah, lots of action last week. Lots of action last week at a lot of different places in the market. And uh, that just about wraps up our recap. Uh, Stay tuned later in the week when we'll have some recommendations coming out with uh, Wine Bids Finally Hammered. This has been Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.